Please look at your Bibles with me this morning in 1 Samuel chapter 6, verse 7 through 12. Now therefore make a new cart and take two milch kine on which there hath come no yoke and tie the kine to the cart and bring their calves home from them. And take the ark of the Lord and lay it upon the cart and put the jewels of gold which you return him for a trespass offering in a coffer by the side thereof and send it away that it may go. And see if it goeth up by the way of his own coast to Beth Shemesh. Then he hath done this, us this great evil. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that smote us. It was a chance that happened to us. And the men did so and took two milch kine and tied them to the ark or cart and shut up their calves at home. And they laid the ark of the Lord upon the cart and the coffer with the mice of gold and the images of their emeralds. And the kind took the straight way to the way of Beth Shemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. And the lords of the Philistines went after them into the border of Beth Shemesh. The title one I want to try to say today is The Struggle of Grace. The struggle of grace. And what I'd like to try to do through the Holy Spirit, because I'm talking to a people that I believe that God has saved by His grace, that contain the Holy Spirit of God, so you'll be able to relate to this, I know you will, that grace is, is really a struggle. You got to have a struggle to make any progress. Don't tell me you're not struggling. You are. I am. But that struggle, we have to trust. The struggle will prepare us for strength that we're going to need later on. Okay? And another thing is this, that when we are grateful, the struggle will end, okay? The thing about grace is that it's supernatural. If you are not addicted to drugs or alcohol or pornography or are the vices of this world. Grace is the reason. Going to heaven is supernatural. Because naturally, we would go to hell. Because we have all died spiritually and have no understanding, no ability to seek God. But grace intervened. 
So what I want to try to say is, as we glorify God, that I want you to look at your life. Not that you will be able to say you where you want to be. But you will say, I'm thankful I'm not where I used to be. That's the struggle of grace. Right here in this part of Scripture is a place to understand the supernaturalness of God's overruling even his creatures. He does that. Actually, nature is not natural. It's supernatural. All of it. The fact that we can breathe God's air, that we are forgiven of sins, that we can forgive one another, that we can have peace and strength in the midst of hard circumstances is, is a testimony of something here in our hearts that we don't understand. But it's why grace is sufficient. Because there's a struggle for something to know that it's sufficient. There has to be a struggle. Paul had a thorn in the flesh to prove that grace was sufficient. We're talking about a theme that we started last week, against all odds. And what that means is that, that you have something to do that is insurmountable. You can't do it. But you do it anyway. And then you understand that amidst the struggle of your doubts and fears that it's, it's God that did it. See, it's God that saved you. When you get to heaven, you'll know that it's God that got you there. And we'll all realize as we go through life that there was only one set of footprints in the life that we live when we deal with the struggles. There are times when nobody else can help us but God. But God will do it. Grace is confusing. When you repent of sin, that is not natural. When you can get up out of the bed of sin and leave it and go home, then my friends, God did that. Supernatural. It's against all odds. Those baby sea turtles that get to the ocean and survive. One in 10,000. Against all odds. Right here in this place of Scripture, the Philistines have the Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant. The reason they have it is because God's people, Israel, forgot who God was. See, the Ark of the Covenant represents God's presence. 
It contained the manna, the pot of manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the law. It was in the, it was in the Holy of Holies. Well, the Philistines got it because Israel didn't want God. But the situation was God was not for the Israelites, I mean the Philistines. Light and darkness don't mesh. It took them seven months to realize that they had to get rid of God. See, God is not for everybody. God is for you and me. So they started having cancer and they said, we got to get rid of this thing. So they were going to say, well, now, is this really God's judgment on us? So let's prove it. Let's put this ark on a cart, which God had forbidden, by the way, anyway. The cart was supposed to be only, or the ark, transported by rods by the Levites. You remember Uzzah touched the ark when it was leaning. God killed him right there. It was a holy, holy thing, the ark. But nevertheless, God allowed it, so they put it on a cart. And they said, um, hook it up to, to two milk cows that never has pulled a cart. That have little baby calves and so let them, and you take the cows and put in the barn. And the destination of the cows is the opposite way. Say the calves are going to be here in Statesboro, and the two mama cows are going to go down to Brooklyn. Now that's not natural. I mean, I know. I've tried to wean cows before. It's hard to keep a baby from the mama and the mama from the baby. They both want to get back to each other really bad. So what they were saying is, well, now, if they do that, then we'll know that it's God. See, all the odds were against God, but know this, that God is a God of all odds. We do not serve a God by chance. See, in this world, chance is like, we think of cause and effect, but see, God is the cause. What is in your heart today, it's struggling in your life about what you ought to do, what you got to deal with, is the grace of God. So the struggle is there. And I want to talk about that in a few minutes. The few minutes we have. I want to try to say three things regarding the struggle of grace. A struggle is a force or, or, or an affection that we have of something that frees us. And it's not so much that we're free from the struggle, we're free in the struggle. You got that? See, God doesn't always change the circumstances. But he gives us strength to deal with it. So the first thing I want to say is notice there's a new cart. That's what the Bible says. Make a new cart. 
something to put it on. What my point is this, when we think about the struggle of grace is, anything new is a struggle. When Jesus rode in Jerusalem, in his coronation, he rode on the foal of an ass, a colt who had never been ridden, a new one. He rode on something that was really low. The lowest of creatures, the king of kings is doing this. Now we have noticed the queen of Elizabeth, even her, her funeral service. I don't know if it's over yet and I don't know, but it's a lot of pomp. I don't know. But here's the Lord of God that comes in in a little donkey. A beast of burden, but how fitting it is that the, the beast of the burden would carry the one that would bear the burdens of us all. Jesus. The lowly. And sometimes the struggles that we have brings us down to understand just how nothing we are. But see, God is getting rid of pride, and that's a struggle. So what pride is, is this. It's a little man who don't like to be little. But Jesus Christ was the greatest, and he was being able to receive that struggle by, by God and doing, becoming a servant and becoming acquainted with sinners like us. Do you realize what it meant for God to come from heaven holy and to have a fellowship with sinners like us? Man, that's supernatural. And you know what Jesus said in Matthew 21, that account? He says, go there and you'll find them tied up. He already knows. And they say, well, what are we going to tell the owners? And Jesus says, you tell them the Lord has need of them. I tell you, when you and I have a struggle and we're facing situations in life, we need to see God has a need of that. We don't have one struggle that don't come from God. And we'll never know what God is like and we'll never be able to stand back and say, God did that. So we see it. Hey, come thou found. That's a precious hymn, isn't it? You know, I was sitting there listening to that, and I about teared up. I'm so mean and hard, I don't do that much. But I was thinking, my wife's sister, Patty, played that hymn at my ordination. That's the only thing I remember about my ordination. I don't remember what one preacher said, what prayer was prayed. I don't remember who was there, but I remember, come thou found. I remember because that is about grace. It's about the struggle of how we're prone to wander away from God and how he brings us like a fetter and he never lets us go. But the struggle is there and God makes us new. And we're regenerated by the new birth. So we see the newness, and it's hard. Secondly, I want to think about this. 
What is it that you're carrying in your life? What is your burden? Okay. We've all got them. I can tell you the truth. I have had a heavy week. Some of you know a little bit about that. But I also got some emails this morning for some people asking for prayer that was carrying some very heavy things. And I bet you are too. But see, what made the difference with these, with these cows going where God called them is what they were carrying. They were carrying God. And so are you and me. The Ark of the Covenant. See, grace does not respond to reason. It doesn't. But what happens is this, when we, when we have burdens, and, and, and so these, these cows were going exactly the way. They, they went away from the reason, of all reason. <laughs> because they were carrying the presence of God. And Mary, Jesus' mother, when she come to understand that she was the mother to be of the Lord Jesus, a woman of high favor, she said, so be it. The handmaid of the Lord. See, what grace is this? When you bend down and you pray for God to change something, and you have to realize in the prayer, nevertheless, God, not my will, but yours be done. That's what Jesus did. And that's the struggle of grace. You get up from that prayer and you think about it and say, God, you did that. Grace changes our senses. This is struggle. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, be my disciple, learn about me, then it's going to mean you've got to struggle. Take up your cross, deny yourself, take up your cross daily, he says, and follow me. Now what is your cross? Crosses come in a lot of different flavors. Could be lowliness. Could be that your life doesn't seem to be useful anymore, that you're not bearing fruit seemingly. Could be some family problem. Could be a health issue. But when you carry your cross, you're going to find that you're closest to Jesus and you're following him, even though there's a struggle. I was plowing some fire brakes on my little place the other day and I had some disc hairs on the back of the tractor and they wasn't cutting it much. So I took some uh, block, concrete blocks and tied to the back of them, on top of them. Why did I do that? Because I needed some traction. I needed something to weight it down and my friends, we need weight. We need something heavy on our souls. And that's the fetter of God's grace is what it is. 
God knows how much traction we need to get to where he wants us to go. The problem is, we have a problem wanting to go where God wants us to go. I know I do. But God's going to get us there. And there's no use to kick and scream about it. So, so that's what you're carrying. You're carrying God's purpose in your life. And it may be a burden. That was, that's what Jesus' was, to die on the cross. Do you think we're going to get out of this world alive? <laughs> we're not. We're not. But God's promise, as our days are, so shall our strength be. But that strength is going to be measured in our struggles. And then lastly, what carries you? Not only the newness of the struggle, a new car. What was it carrying? What, what, what am I carrying? But what is carrying me? You know, it's not how much money you got, it's, it's if your money's got you. It's not how much religion you got, it's how much your religion has you. Is your God precious enough, big enough, powerful enough, lovingly enough, a treasure enough to you that you are willing to carry your burdens and your struggles against all reason and know that grace is leading you? Now these cows were going away lowing. They probably still remembered for sure their babies. And we remember our past sins too. Yes, we do. And it's a struggle. Israel remembered that those cucumbers that were getting in Egypt and even wanted to go back. But these cows were going away because God was leading them. It's like the Apostle Paul in Romans 7. He says, those things I want to do, I don't do. I should do, I don't do. Those things I don't do, I do. I mean, there's a struggle in grace. I want you to see that with me. But it's grace that's carrying you. See, what God does is gives us the call to follow him, but he gives us the power to do it. And that's the struggle. See, when we're saved, that's by irresistible grace, by the way. God does not ask your permission to save you. You know that. I mean, we're dead in sins, and God intervenes, and, and His irresistible grace is how the Holy Spirit applies life and the affection for God to all of those elect that is redeemed. That He redeemed. That's what, that's what irresistible grace is. And it doesn't mean that we are pulled, kicking, and squeaming. It does mean, however, that we can resist grace. Many of us do but not to the total point. We can never outdo God, not a God that is against all odds. You know, when I think about grace and the struggle of it, sure, it's a free merited favor, favor of God to usward, but my goodness, friends, be thankful that you can struggle. Be thankful that God has given you something to burden you enough to keep you on your knees. 
I'm going to tell you, you would not fly a kite if you wasn't holding on to one end of the string. There's some tension in that deal. It would fall flat down. You know, there's some more I can say about this. I may do that tonight. This is a precious illustration, in my view, of against all odds. And what's happening, they, they actually get the ark back to the Israelites. But, but it came in a most unusual way. And, and I want you to see your life is a miracle from God. You're sitting here today, my friends, and it's not by just happen chance. It's the struggle of grace in your life. And we need it. I told you, I know I probably several times, but you probably noticed this. I, I remember a little boy, I, unbeknowing to my mom, I, I ordered some, a little incubator from a progressive farmer ad with six little baby chick eggs. And that thing came COD. And my mama said, where did you do that? I said, well, I did. So I got it. It was too late then. I already had it. But I watched those eggs. I was maybe eight or ten, I don't know, twelve. And they began to hatch. And three or four of them hatched. You know, that's a miracle. That's supernatural life. But then I decided I was going to help them, the rest of them. So I started cracking the eggs for them. I think there was three like that. You know, every one of them died. You know why they died? If you look at God in his wisdom and creation has given that little chick something when he pecks through that eggshell, the struggle of getting free is what really strengthens it. And it takes in certain nutrients, and by doing that kind of activity, it gets to where it's very uh, lively and, and healthy. See, we need to struggle. Thank God for your struggle. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank you for our struggles. But we thank you more for grace. And we believe, Lord, when we really stop and think just how much we have to be thankful for, our struggles will get a lot less burdensome. Thank you, Lord, for predestinating us to heaven against all odds. And the confidence we have in a God that is against all odds. That is not a God of chance, but a God that has said, he that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Howbeit not without struggle. Thank you for your mercy to us poor sinners. And we pray, Lord, that you would give us every opportunity to share your grace in our lives, in words, in our response to circumstances, and any other avenue you'd let us go to show that God did this. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.